Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. My name is Faith Singh. My family and I work with Adventist Frontier Missions. My husband's name is Pilgrim, and our children's names are Joy and Samuel. We live in northern India in the Himalayan mountains, and we live among some of the most beautiful people, and they worship many gods, and there are many millions of gods to worship in India, but they don't know about the one true God. And as we live there, our goal is to become friends with the people and to share about a God who can bring them peace and love and the hope of eternal life. In India, we do shopping a little bit differently, and I'd like to tell you a story about how we go shopping. Faith calls her story the shopping list. Do you have our list pen and bags? I asked Joy. Yes, she responded enthusiastically. Okay, head outside and I'll meet you there. Joy ran excitedly out the door and greeted people outside. I picked Samuel up, placed him in the backpack carrier and put him on my back. After grabbing the stroller, we headed outside. Even though the morning air was cool, the sun felt warm. Seeds were beginning to sprout and flowers had buds waiting to burst open. A beautiful spring day. Marekaru? Asked Radia, our landlord's daughter. Can I help you? Hanji, I said, accepting her help. Yes, thank you. We lifted the stroller up the steps leading to a path that led to the road. Hum dukan jate Aapko kuch chahiye? We're going to the store. Do you need anything? Nahi, hum tike, replied Aradia. No, we're fine. Tike, bye. In front of our landlord's property, by the road, they built a brick wall to keep cows out from the garden. It helps, but it doesn't prevent them from coming in to snack on some vegetables. In the middle of the wall, we have a gate made up of two logs. Joy waits at the logs for me to come. Come, Mama, yells Joy. I'm coming, I tell her. I lift the logs out. Pull the stroller through the opening and place the logs back. Joy waits beside the stroller for me. Many of our neighbors wait beside the road for the bus to come by. The bus is a main mode of transportation for many people. Namaste, I say, greeting our neighbors. Subtike? Is everything good, I ask? Huh, answers our friends. I lift Joy into the stroller and we head down the road. Children dressed in their school uniforms walk towards school. Uniforms tell people where you go to school. The children talk among themselves as we pass. They giggle and say hi to Joy, often lightly pinching her cheek. Some schools offer transportation, but many students walk to school with other friends or a family member. We stop on a bridge to watch the river. Joy likes to throw rocks into the river and watch them splash. Sometimes we see herds of goats and sheep drinking from the river. As we walk, we often stop to greet a friend or talk with someone we meet on the road. 
cars, trucks, buses, motorcycles, and scooters pass us as we walk. Samuel is lulled to sleep. Good time for a nap. Joy chatters as we walk, asking questions about what she sees. After about 15 minutes, we arrive at the vegetable stand in Nagar. Namaste, Ji, I say, respectfully to the shopkeeper. Namaste, he says. Do you have our list, Joy, I ask? Yes. Joy hands me the list so I can read it to the shopkeeper. After reading each item, she helps me to cross it off. Mujhe ek kilo alu, ek kilo gajar, dos pis kela, ek kilo santra, ek pis pulgobi, dedo. Give me one kilo of potatoes, one kilo of carrots, ten piece bananas, one kilo oranges, and one head of cauliflower. Tike, okay, says the shopkeeper. He quickly weighs the food and places the items in a bag made out of newspaper. In northern India where we live, most shops use small bags made out of newspapers to place items in. We double check each item, count up the cost, and Joy hands him the money. He hands a change back to Joy, and we put it in our wallet. Town is busy in the morning. Buses go by filled to the brim with passengers. Drivers honk at each other as they drive by. People wait for the buses to come by so they can go shopping, go to work, visit family, or go to school. We maneuver through the traffic as we head to the next store. At the next door, we park the stroller next to a bakery. Joy hops out and we head inside. Samuel still sleeps. Most doors are about the size of a one-car garage. Shelves line the walls from top to bottom. Soap, crackers, toothpaste, oil, noodles, sugar, flour, beans, lentils, and much more fill the shelves. If I can't find it on the shelves, I just have to ask and the shopkeeper can find it. Because stores are so small, not many people can fit inside. People come in and out, and we all move around to let each other in and out. What's on our list here, I ask. Joy pulls out the list. I look at the list. Gee, I say, getting the attention of the shopkeeper. Hanji, he says. Mujhe chai, sabun, biscuits, noodles, chini, ata, chawal, and dal. I would like soap, crackers, noodles, sugar, flour, rice, and lentils. He, too, quickly weighs and packs up our items. On a piece of paper, he adds up the cost for our items and shows us the amount. Joy hands him our money, and he returns the change. Joy opens up our shopping bag, and we place our items inside. Then we squeeze our way out from the store. In the morning, the shop is busy, and people buy food for the day. TKG, thank you, we say. The shopkeeper smiles and hands Joy a piece of candy. Once we are at the stroller, we place our items inside and I set Joy inside the stroller. Then we head back home from our shopping trip. Our stroller basket is full of food as we walk home. Buying all this food reminds me of a time we made apple dumplings with some friends when we first arrived in India. Sometimes when we're at people's homes, they're curious about how we make food. Where we live in India, they have lots and lots of apples. And our friends will ask, well, how do you guys make food? And so one day, one of those friends asked us, and we said, well, 
why don't we come over and, and we'll show you. So one day with pie crust and extra butter and cinnamon and our apple peeler core slicer in hand, we walked to our friend Amar's home. They invited us to come over to make apple dumplings and taste Indian food. We walked into the door while yelling, Namaste! A simple knock would not suffice because everyone is upstairs huddled around the tandoor or a wood stove. We exchanged simple greetings with everyone and joined them around the tandoor. We pulled out the equipment for dumplings. Amused yet curious smiles spread across their faces as we prepared a work area, especially when we pulled out our apple peeler corer slicer. What is that? How does that work? I used a combination of Hindi and English, because some people speak English, to explain how the machine works. Their eyes grew wide. Wow, can you find this here in India, they inquired. I don't think so, I said. Himachal Pradesh is the apple capital of India. People who live in our village and neighboring villages have apple orchards. At harvest time, hired Nepali workers carry a hundred or more pounds of apples on their backs from the orchard. All day, they walk from the orchard to the delivery truck. Families sell some of their apples and keep some for over the winter. In the fall, apple slices cover families' roofs drying in the sun. A machine like that would benefit them. I cut a few of the apples with the machine before asking, Do you want to try? Before the apples were finished, everyone had a chance to try. This machine had them fascinated. We had placed the dough in front of the tandoor to become soft and pliable. I checked it. Ripping small pieces off, I began forming small balls that would become circles to wrap around the apples. At first, I rolled out the dough, put cinnamon, sugar, and butter in the core, wrapped it, and then handed it to Pilgrim. He then wrapped aluminum foil around it and placed it in the fire. This might take a while to finish all these apples at this rate, I thought. A couple minutes later, two of the daughters sat down on either side of me and began helping. I rolled out the dough and they did the rest. We finished in no time at all. I was thankful for their help. Pilgrim was the master fire baker. He rotated the apples and checked their status. Soon the sweet aroma of cinnamon, sugar, butter, and apple filled the room. Pilgrim pulled them out when they were done and began handing them out to the family. This was a new taste for them. Most of them asked for seconds, but some were hesitant to try more. It's difficult to know for sure if they really like the apple dumplings because sometimes Indians are not direct in what they really think. Later, we'll ask them if they like them or not. After the dumplings, they brought out an Indian dish. I can't remember the name. It had milk, sugar, salt, butter, and some tiny dough dumplings. It had an interesting flavor. Pilgrim added a piece of his apple dumpling to the soup. Everyone broke out in laughter as he mixed his food together. They also brought us some rajma, or beans, and chawal, or rice. This is so good, we told them in Hindi. Pilgrim told them that beans and rice are his favorite food. Beaming smiles spread across their faces because they knew they satisfied their guests. The tendor radiated its warmth as we sat around talking to our friends. Amar and his wife have four children, three girls and one boy. Their youngest daughter and son began teaching us Hindi as we talked. I listened to the youngest son, I think he's eight or nine, explain the meaning of words from the dictionary. He also wrote a few words for me to learn for the next time we met. We laughed together as they repeated sounds so obvious to them but new to our ears. 
our teachers enjoyed their roles. In Indian culture, a family does not eat until their guests leave. After we finished our rajma and chawal, our beans and rice, in Hindi lesson, we decided to go. Everyone watched us leave with smiles on their faces. It felt good to connect with our neighbors. As we walked home, my heart felt light, knowing we had made new friends. Mmm, apple dumplings, beans, rice. While most experiences with food are pleasant, in the mission field one must deal with the additional challenges of disease, even on Mother's Day. Some days in India, food does not agree with us. We get sick. We get something that's called giardia. I had giardia one time, and it was at a time when Joy was sick with a fever, cough, and runny nose, and she wasn't eating well. And I was really worried about her, and then I got giardia. The week that I was sick, Pilgrim, or I, were holding Joy in the shower steaming to help clear out her lungs so that she'd go back to sleep. We were exhausted. And then it's Mother's Day on top of that. Sometimes it's hard being sick and, and we don't know how, how long we're going to be sick. And sometimes it's, it's a, a way to remember Job and how he was sick for a long time and he didn't know how long he was going to be sick. And like Job, being sick can push us to God. Nothing else matters. You can give us anything, but while we're under the weather, wellness is all we want. God has the power to heal us, and God, God loves us. People in India here turn to their gods when things are bad. They turn to their God as a source of power. Fearful that healing will only come at a great expense. They must sacrifice enough, do things right. They fear not being able to afford the power that God has. I don't like being sick, and I really don't like seeing my daughter sick, and God doesn't like seeing us sick, and I really don't like being sick on Mother's Day. That day, Christian originally had the idea of giving a special meal. He was going to take me out to eat, and we were going to have a, a date on Mother's Day, but that was not going to be enjoyed that day. Instead, he gave me a note and some metronidazole, which is something that helps Giardia, which I was very grateful for. And after taking the metronidazole, I began to feel better. And that is what my gift was for Mother's Day. At Adventist Frontier Missions, we wish you a happy Mother's Day too. And remember to pray for your missionaries. They need your support. God bless.